With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Manchester is Red podcast by the Manchester Evening News. I am your host, Ash Barami, and I am pleased as ever to be joined by Charlotte Dunker. Hello. And Tara Marshall. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon indeed. How are we both doing? Yeah, good. It's a nice sunny day up here in Manchester for once. It is. It's not really warm, but we'll take the sun. Actually, it's the news desk said it's warmer than Rome today. I find that hard to believe. Have they been outside? It's very windy. Yeah, but when you're in the office yourself, I'm literally, oh, yeah, I'm sweat sweating. Box. Oh yeah, yeah. with our big windows. Yeah, yeah, it feels very, very toasty. Sweat box on the side of the motorway if no one knows where we were. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it sound so appealing. <laughs> So, I mean, I think the last time we've done a podcast, it was before the midweek game against Wolves. Obviously, United dropped points. They lost going down 2-1 at Molyneux. And I think the only positive from since then is the fact that Arsenal also lost as well, Charlotte. We'll obviously move on to Barcelona in a bit, but quickly, just quickly on the top four, you still see it as an open... It's almost like a 50-50 race now between the four clubs that are in it. Yeah, I think... Solskjaer was he said he was impressed with the performance that his side put in against Wolves personally I thought they were very good for the opening 20 minutes and after that it all went pretty quickly downhill so I'm not sure I'm fully on board with his comments I can see where he's coming from but um disappointing from their perspective to go there and drop points I know it's a tough place to go but given especially they'd lost there was it one week or two weeks before that you would have hoped that they they could have learned from what went wrong and gone there and got the three points but like you say it's the fact that teams like Arsenal Chelsea they could slip up it's not just in United's hands because obviously if they all win the games to the end of the season United are going to finish sixth we've just yeah. remembered that they're, they've dropped down sixth so it's an exciting end to the season isn't it exciting end indeed and, and Ty do you still see that as a, as a 50-50 race between all the clubs that are in it now mm. or do you think someone has an edge well I think the teams I think the teams them. in third and fourth probably have an edge and even Chelsea in fifth have an edge um, I think United are two points back from those now and maybe three points back from Tottenham in third so you know I think you have to say they have an edge I think it's going to be difficult for United now it's not to say they can't finish in the top four United have still got Chelsea to play yeah they've still got Chelsea to play at home and City but I think well, the positives are that Arsenal have a lot of away games and I think Tottenham also have to play City yeah so Arsenal have a lot of away games and haven't kept a clean sheet away from home all season which is ridiculous that they've done that and they're still fourth how is that even possible <laughs> when even Fulham and Huddersfield have kept away clean sheets this season that's I just it just blows my mind that I can't stand it um, but they've got away games that are very winnable places you would think Arsenal I just um, think that people are going to slip up where you wouldn't expect there's very few games left though everyone's got six games left there's not many games left for people to slip up in United have got to beat Chelsea at home which they should do because Chelsea away uh, have been pretty ropey of late but at the same time United have got to go to Everton who have suddenly found form they've got Man City at home so they've got some tricky games I think they're going to need to win 
at least four of their last six, if not five of their last six to do it. I think if you look at the last two games, I think it's Cardiff and is it Huddersfield, Huddersfield, I think last two. Yeah. So if, it's very if, winnable. I think if United are in a space where maybe, even if it is goal difference or maybe a point that, yeah. you, you, they're surely bankers for United. That yeah. you, Arsenal have got Burnley. Last game of the season, away to Burnley. Mm. They've got Brian at home, Leicester away, Wolves away. That's going to be a tricky one. Wolves away. Yeah, Leicester and Leicester and well, Wolves they're playing away. Wolves away on the same night as the Manchester derby. So, if Arsenal go to Wolves and get a result, and United losing the derby, then it could be a deciding factor. Who else? Crystal Palace at home. Watford away is the next game in the in the league. They have, yeah. I mean, yeah. I take it back. They have got some tricky away games. I thought their running was easier than that. Leicester. I mean, Watford have probably got their sights set in the FA Cup final now but they're still pretty decent yeah. Leicester are flying under Rodgers Wolves are going to have something to prove and we'll need to finish seventh to get into Europe now so they have got a tricky run in but at the same time you know Arsenal slipped up at Everton at the weekend United have still got to go there United have still got to play City at home which is obviously going to be very difficult yeah. um, that, I mean that Chelsea game is one they should they should win Chelsea under Sarri away from home of late have been pretty unpredictable they should beat West Ham at home like I say, their final two are very winnable. Chelsea, win. Chelsea have got Liverpool, Liverpool away, Burnley at home, United away, Watford at home, and Leicester away. Last game of the season. There's potential for all of them to all draw points. Yeah, to slip up. The problem is if they all slip up in two games, it's still as won't it be stands, enough. For United. <laughs> so United it, are going to need to finish. I think they need to finish with four or five wins from the final. They're going to have to go on. Six. United are going to have to go on like a bit of an unbeaten run and hope that the other yeah. teams around them drop points. <clears throat> yeah, it's fair to say it's going to go down to the last day to decide that. But it all does seem a bit ironic that we're all talking about Champions League qualification, yet here we are 48 hours away from Barcelona on Wednesday. Yeah. Well, they and, could win it and get them back in it. Yeah, exactly. United are in a position where they could easily go on to I get to the semi-final say, and final. They could easily the win League. it then, Ash. I thought you were going out there with the bold claim. United could easily win the Champions I th- League. I, I think they've got a chance of going through against Barcelona. Well, but, I suppose they have, but does anyone really believe they're going to win it? What, the whole thing? Yeah. If they get through, if they knock out Barcelona and Saint-Germain, then they've got a chance. I mean, it, Liverpool in the semi. Yeah, Liverpool or Porto. Liverpool have got bigger fresh to fry mm. at the moment. Porto will want revenge for last year. You never know. Liverpool take their eye off the ball. Yeah, yeah they've got Barcelona first and... You know, the form Barcelona are in, the form Messi are in, that's going to be an almighty ask yeah. to get through. But it was it was a big ask against PSG and they did it. And it's interesting that I think we're all sat here and like, oh God, it's Barcelona, the top of the league, they've got Messi and Suarez, they look amazing. I did a piece this morning on the first European tie between the two teams in 83-84 and spoke to Norman Whiteside. And he said that in Spain right now and in Barcelona, they'll be looking at playing Man United and coming to Old Trafford. And even though United are six in the league, they'll be like, flipping heck, it's Old Trafford, it's Man United. Mm. So that stature does count for something. Barcelona won't be coming to United thinking, yeah, they're six in the league, they've just lost three of the last four, we'll steam all of these. Yeah. They'll be thinking, bloody hell, it's Old Trafford on a European There was a piece like, like reflecting that. I've been on Barcelona's website this morning. Mm. And it was like low down, low down on the opposition. And it's basically like, not that you need a low down, like going yeah. on about the history between the two clubs. Like you <clears> said, <throat> talking them up. Mm. They're not, 
they're not saying, oh yeah, this is going to be a walk in the park because mm. United have lost three of the last four. They've not been great this season. Look at their squad. They were even like, oh, there was a list of like the next generation of England's like top talent, which made me laugh because Ashley Young was was listed in there. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. An old one. I'm old not sure if they've just done a copy and paste job from a few seasons ago. But yeah, if they're tipping him to be the hot new talent for England, I think oh. they've missed the boat on that one but. <laughs> I was going to ask do you think there's more sense of like excitement than there is almost expectation yeah I think so I yeah. think so I think there is I think there's anticipation excitement I did an interview with a Spanish film crew this morning and they've been here since Saturday and they said that they'd got the sense of... I love this name dropping that you do. I've spoke to Norman Whiteside. <laughs> I've been on Spanish TV this morning. If those were name drops, no offence, Norman, but I need to up my game over the next uh, <laughs> Tyrone's in big demand, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but they said they've been here since Saturday and just walking around town and speaking to fans, they'd sensed a real sort of anticipation about the game. And I think I think that's what it is now. I'm not sure... You know, United fans will will feel they can win, and rightly so, they can win this type. But I think it is anticipation and excitement that is the main sort of feeling two days out from it's the nothing game. to lose is there no, no and no. I think big European nights under the lights at Old Trafford United fans for so many years they were the they've been the most exciting like the one against Barcelona when Paul Scholes scored that screamer to send, send them through to the final like it's nights like that that United fans will look back on and remember as the greatest nights that have happened at Old Trafford and there is I think everyone will be happy that United are being written off because there is no expectation from the fans being put on the team to go there and win because I don't think anyone thought they'd be in this position that they'd even get through. After that first leg against PSG, it was like, oh, everyone's just going to go to Paris and have a good night away and it's and it's going to be a good laugh, like a good, good away day. You don't think anyone went there thinking that they'd do the unthinkable and get through. So just to even have another European night at Old Trafford again this season, I don't, because someone, I was talking to someone about nerves in games and someone was saying, do you think City fans would be nervous? And I just, maybe they will be because there's more expectation on their, on their side yeah. that they should be getting through and they should be winning all four trophies. Whereas I think if United fans are being realistic, is there any expectation for United to go up against this Barcelona side and win? There isn't. So it's just just a good chance to have an, another good European night. If they get a result, bonus. If they don't, I don't think anyone's really expecting them to do it. And that's an, that could be an advantage, really, couldn't it? I think, Ty, I remember, I think it was you that wrote a piece that was saying that Barcelona's probably an easier gear fixture. Than, yeah. I'm not sure who the team was, but I'm, yeah, I think yeah. you remember which one yeah, it was. it was me that did it. It... it it's kind of the way that Barca, Barca sets up I think suits how United are playing at the moment better than the likes of Wolves and Watford it's not to say that they're not a better team than those they obviously are but you know Barca play a certain way and they play a very high defensive line and try and press you whereas United as we know at the moment United are primed to play on their counter attack and you can see why when Solskjaer came in that was the easiest thing to do he had the personnel there and it's it's not difficult to set a team up in training to start playing well on the counter-attack. Transitions are you know, relatively, I guess, relatively easy to work on. Whereas finding ways to break down deep defences is a little bit trickier. And also United, since Ferguson left, United have been conditioned to play reactive football rather than proactive football. Mm. Under Moyes, Van Gaal and Mourinho, they were all reactive managers. So they've not been 
a proactive team who are breaking teams down and being creative for a long while. So you can't suddenly expect it to happen like that. So at the moment, their best chance of success is on the counter. They've got the players to play on the counter. And against Barcelona, they'll have the chance to play on the counter. They'll play that high defensive line. Rashford and Martial will see that space between that defensive line and the keeper and think, I'll have some of that. Anyway, if Pogba can find those sort of passes that he was playing to Rashford earlier in Solskjaer's reign, the goal at Tottenham springs to mind, then you know they could have some joy against them. Keeping Barcelona out is the trickier thing, but... The way, I think the way Barca sets up, United will fancy their chances of causing them some problems and probably find it, or perhaps find it easier to create opportunities against that style of defence than they would against the Watford or a Wolves. They need to stick to their game plan as well because I think there's been so much talk about, about Messi and this fear that, oh my mm. goodness, Lionel Messi's coming to Old Trafford, how do we stop him? And... I don't think that Solskjaer's going to be naive enough to have done a game plan around just stopping Messi because if that's how they set up, they will get beat because Messi is not the big, the only threat in that yeah. side. And if they solely focus on and get in their minds of we just have to make stop him from scoring, the threat will come in from somewhere else and they'll miss other players that, that, are, that are on the attack for Barca. So I just think rather than I'm hoping that he's decided that that's not going to be the plan, they're not just going to try and mark Messi out the game because as soon as that happens, United will lose the tie. They need mm. to go, they need to play their own game. They need to be solid defensively, but as a unit, rather than just trying to stop him yeah Ty do you think the Wolves defeat will have any bearing on Solskjaer's squad selection for Barcelona or do you think it's one of them you have to just write off and move on I think it's pretty much one of those you just have to write off and you know he he went with three at the back against Wolves I can't see him doing that against Barcelona I think he'll be back to a back four I think he went with three at the back against Wolves because they'd lost with a four at the back two two and a half weeks earlier and he knows that Wolves always play three at the back so I think he he mixed it up with that in mind I would be surprised if he went three at the back against Barcelona I think it would be back to a a back four it could be a disaster if he starts three at the back <clears throat> yeah it could be it could be it's not a system they're used to and I think every time they've used it pretty much every time they've used it this season it's been a bit of a catastrophe and they just don't really under have, Mourinho as well it didn't work no they don't really have the personnel for it so I think it'll be back to a, a back four, probably Lindelof and Smalling centrally. And I think, I'm not sure it's wise to play three at the back against Barcelona because they don't play with a natural two up front. You know, Suarez and Messi and whoever else plays, whether it's Dembele or Coutinho, are, are great at moving and dropping deep. So I think if you play three centre-backs, you just confuse the issue even more. So mm. I think it'll be back to a back four and I think probably Lindelof, Smalling, Shaw and Young. Yeah, and Charlotte, I mean, people talk about how do you stop Messi, how do you stop Suarez? Is Should the mindset more be more towards how well, how are United going to get the best out of their attacking players yeah. to stop them? Is it just one of the cases of focus yeah, on your own Yeah, that's strengths? what I was saying. If you, if you, they should go there, like you say, focus on your own strengths. And to be honest, from what you've heard Solskjaer say since he took over, he's tried to say, we want to play attacking football. We want to do this. We want to do that. It's not about what the other team are doing but he's going to have to tweak that slightly given that it's Barcelona and they are an impressive run of form United aren't at the minute but you're right they should play to their own strengths and like Ty just said they will be able to get they'll be able to find the space behind the Barcelona defenders and the the forwards are they're quick so get an, get an early goal could be could be really interesting but what you were saying about the Wolves game and obviously writing it off uh, Scott McTominay was actually um, I, 
in my opinion, United's man of the match in that game. I don't know who who got man of the match in that game. I love how Ty was just raising his fist as like a victory. I remember love that piece, Ty. Love <laughs> McTomin Bay. We McTomin Bay is his uh, nickname <laughs> from Tyrone on our desk. Ma- mainly ironic, I think, because he thinks <laughs> I don't like him. But I did a text you saying that was that effect after he scored. You did, yes, yeah. you did, you did. It was a, a mighty fine strike. He, he was, I thought he was United's best player. Yeah, if, if, even if you take his impressive goal out of it, he he was good. Mm. And it's one of them. You th- is he? I think that's one going to be one of his biggest decisions. It would be harsh to take him out. Such a big game. Is he going to go with more experiences in mm. Matic? Matic hasn't been good in the last few weeks. So he's put them in though for big games before. Like he started them yeah. against Yeah, he's got a lot of big game experience yeah. for someone who's not actually played that many games. He's played a lot of big games. So he has got the experience. Not at the same level as experience as Matic, though. And no. that's whether it's. I would be surprised if, if the midfield wasn't Matic, Herrera, and Pogba. I'd he- be surprised. Are you going to go with that as well, Charlotte? Feel yeah, I do. But I think that McTominay's perform, but that is on paper his, strong, his strongest midfield mm. three is Matic, Herrera, Pogba. But McTominay's performance last week has, and given how Matic has been performing in recent weeks, I don't think it's as easy a decision as possibly it would have been a few weeks ago. McTominay, if you play, I mean, he played more in a more attacking role against Wolves and played it really well and got into good positions probably should have, should have scored again in the second half and no no player on the pitch had more shots than McTominay against Wolves but I think if you played him against Barcelona you'd be playing him in a more defensive role and it, I mean he's probably got more he's probably more mobile than Matic these days so with that sort of whirl of movement from Barca's attackers you might you know Solskjaer might think that's worth mm. you know a few extra points compared to to Matic but Matic has got the experience and you know I, I think it would be that first choice midfield I'd be surprised if it wasn't I think Matic has been a bit sluggish of late and he kind of had a similar spell under Mourinho earlier in the season so I think the fact that Charles Gard took him out that was just before was, he uh, Solskjaer arrived wasn't it, it? Was, because there was yeah. the whole discussion about why is Mourinho not dropping Matic because he was so yeah. bad but then the way Solskjaer switched the tactics, it's 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 he, he seemed to improve, but he's just had a bit of a dip in recent yeah. weeks. I think the fact he didn't play him didn't come on against Wolves, so he's going to have had now what ten days off or so, eleven days with that game. So he's probably a bit fresher, and you wonder if Solskjaer would be hoping that that sort of rest has got him back to the form he was showing earlier in his reign. Yeah, and finally the fun three. Are we all we're both going to opt for pace in in attack or? Maybe? Yeah, I'd go. Martial and Rashford and then play Lingard slightly behind you in that false nine role that he yeah. played against Spurs earlier yeah. in the season that really worked because then he can drop <coughs> he can drop back and help them in midfield yeah. and that's going to disrupt Barcelona so I'll I go think, with that yeah I'll go with that as well I think Lingard's such an intelligent footballer he knits it all together for United and he's, he's a player who can be an extra attacker when needed or an extra midfielder when needed, as Charlotte yeah. said, so he can drop in. He can, you know, he can probably do a good job on Busquets. You know, Busquets is vital to Barcelona in terms of starting attacks. If you played Lingard in kind of that false nine role, I think you could ask him almost when Barca have got the ball deep, just to sit on him, don't let him have it, disrupt yeah. their flow, disrupt him, yeah. And he's also his movement is so clever that he can drag those. He's so good in that false nine role because he can drag defenders out 
I think he can drag a centre half out and, and suddenly Rashford, Marshall and Marshall and Rashford have got room, room to yeah. 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 so yeah I'd definitely be going with that front three yeah and no Romelu Lukaku no on the bench. off the bench I think yeah. off the bench, the bench maybe yeah. and that's no criticism of him for the role that he plays I just think that the other two are quicker than him <clears throat> as in Marshall and Rashford and Lingard could be the key to breaking Barcelona's um, fluid attack down so I just think unfortunately for him yeah. place on the bench Maybe we should go and tell Ollie our plans. Hopefully I, he'll know. I think he knows. I think we're you on the could, same way. You could tell him tomorrow <laughs> in the press conference. I could do, yeah. I've got a plan for you, well. Mr. Solskjaer. Just, Just you know two I minutes, Ollie. your team. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, can we get a couple of predictions for you from oh. the first leg? We'll start with you, Ty. Uh, Just for the first leg, not the tie as a whole. I'm going to say 3-2 to United. Oof. Oh, wow. That's Five goal thriller um, on Wednesday night. I think there's goals. I think there's goals in this one. Well, I um, hope so. It'll make for an entertaining spectacle, won't it? I don't think United will lose the first leg. I'm going... I can't see it. One or draw. Oh. Mm. All to do in the second leg. It's been done before. Yeah. yeah. It has, very recently. Yeah. But I don't think, as much as, as impressive as that PSG win was, and as much of a... You know, We've heard rumours you're away for the was. Champions League final. I am on hollow. I've booked it off. Oh, here we go. But I could I could easily unbook it. <laughs> Put it that way. I'm not going anywhere. You're going on holiday to Madrid by any yeah. chance. <laughs> no, holiday with, a, with, with a heavily pregnant wife. It's better I won't be going away anywhere that week. So I can easily unbook holiday if uh, if required. The miracle happens. Indeed, yes. If the miracle happens, I'm, uh, I could be there if required. We'll see if United get there. We'll see on Wednesday night what happens. So um, thank you. Ty, thank you, Charlotte, thank for you. joining us. Um, it's um, we'll see what happens obviously Wednesday night. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the podcast via Acast or Apple Podcasts, and we will see you probably after the Barca game on Wednesday.